What is up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of Fit Design TV. As always, so glad to have you lovely folks back on the channel. On today's episode, I'll be running you guys through my 10 key marketing tips to consider as a fashion brand. Whether you have a ton of experience in the industry and you've been in business for a while or you're just an up and coming new brand, there is something for you here to learn. So who am I and why should you listen to me? My name is Shadi Adada. I'm the creative director and co-founder of Fit Design, a fashion design agency that's worked with over 1,000 brands over the last eight years to design, develop, and produce clothing. We specialize in sportswear, casual wear, and streetwear. And what I do for a living is I turn ideas into reality. What I've noticed is my brands, the brands that we work with, they can develop and design a great product through our help, but where they struggle sometimes is in how they market their products. So what are the 10 key strategies or the 10 key frameworks that you can use to effectively market yourself, to penetrate a market as a new fashion brand, to hook people in and to get them to buy and to have repeat business? Well, watch this episode. You guys are about to find out. Number one is to identify and realize what a realistic conversion rate is on your marketing efforts. Most people think that they're going to be some marketing genius. They're going to go into the business. They're going to run some Facebook ads. They're going to run some Google ads, and they're going to convert every single customer or every other customer that comes their way. But that's just not realistic. Knowing this, you need to be able to set yourself up for success. So based on my experience, Ashadi Adada, what is a good and a reasonable conversion rate to aim for? Really, a industry standard can range anywhere between 2 to 5%. This means that for every 100 customers that are landing on your website through a marketing campaign, you have around two to five customers that are actually converting, that are becoming purchasing customers. And that's considered a good conversion rate. Sure, if you have something between seven and eight, it's regarded as phenomenal. Anything under 2%, you need to reevaluate your strategy. You should be aiming for the sweet spot around 5%. And of course, as you get better and as you focus on your niche, you will be able to achieve this more and more. A great tool is one that we all use, which is Google Analytics. This is going to give you the ability to track who's landing on your website, where they're landing on your website from, and ultimately if they made a purchase and is this person considered a conversion or not. Number two, understand that repeat buyers are essential. When you're starting off, you're gonna have zero repeat buyers because you haven't been in the market long enough. But as you scale your business, as you scale your marketing efforts, as you come up with new collections, the people that you want to target consistently are the people that are tried and true. These are going to be the people that are going to formulate the core component of your purchasing force. Having repeat customers is a essential part of growing any business. Look at business A and business B. Both have these same marketing efforts, but business A focuses on customer retention, AKA once they convert a customer for the first time, that same customer comes back and purchases the second time, the third time, the fourth time. They both have the same marketing efforts, but over a one year span, person A or company A has amassed hundreds of customers or a hundred customers versus company B, who is a great marketer, similar to company A, has done a great job, but they're not retaining their customers. They've acquired 20 new customers, but they haven't retained those initial 80. So they end up the year with only 20 active customers. This is the power of customer retention. Understand that keeping your customers hooked and keeping them in tune with what your business is doing by delivering a great service, offering a fresh collection every now and often, offering discounts, campaigns, keeping them coming back time and time again is the way that you scale your business. It's not only in trying to acquire new customers, it's also in retaining existing customers. Number three, and this goes without saying, is when you're creating content, deliver value immediately. The world is vying for your customer's attention. There's so much 
competition over the limited attention span of the people that are engaging with our content. It's important to hit hard and enter boldly with the actions that you take when you're launching a YouTube video, when you're posting a TikTok, whether it's a YouTube short, whether it's a Google ad, offer value immediately, whether it's through entertainment, education, or just sheer old comedy and laughter, you need to be able to hook your customers in immediately and make them want to continue watching the episode or watching the clip or watching the short. Next up, it is fundamental and essential to be both adaptable and innovative with your marketing strategies. It is extremely rare that what worked last year is the same exact thing that works this year. In marketing, things are always changing. Human behaviors are always changing. There's so many things that are outside of our control that alter the way that our customers engage with our content, they view our content, and ultimately whether or not they make a decision to go ahead and purchase based off of that content. You know this, social media platforms are changing in their landscapes every single day. The algorithms are changing. What is being promoted on these platforms is changing. The political landscape, both in a global sense and in a more localized sense, is always changing. What was popular a year ago is no longer popular now. Understanding this and be willing to always evaluate your marketing strategies and how you're engaging your customers and to try new things and to evaluate whether or not these new things are working is going to be an integral part of staying relevant and always continuously pushing. I'll give you guys my own unique case and unique use case scenario. When I started Fit Design, the main way that I would apply and get customers was through creating organic content on Instagram. I remember back then 2015 and 2016 and 2017, simply by posting unique content, engaging content, I would get thousands and thousands of organic likes, hundreds and hundreds of comments, but somewhere along the line that dropped off. The algorithm changed, the landscape changed. I noticed that my likes were going from thousands to hundreds and until the entire landscape had changed. I moved and I pivoted into more of a YouTube long form content that I believed applied better to what I was best suited at. And from there, that also took off. And that also changed. The landscape changed. The way that the content was being created on YouTube completely changed. This is the mindset. The mindset is not to remain romantic about how things used to be, Rather, be aware of how things are and be willing to adapt and to change to the current landscape. Never, ever, ever be afraid of standing out by going against conventional marketing strategies. He who is afraid to go against the grain is someone who will never find the ample and the infinite amounts of opportunity that are hidden behind the weeds. This does not mean that you should be a contrarian simply for the sake of being a contrarian. Sometimes, when things are working for other companies, there's probably a good reason for that. There is some opportunity to be had there if you're a slightly or early-ish adopter. But what I'm trying to say here is similar to the previous point of remaining innovative. Always be willing to go against the grain. See the opportunities that others are unable to see because of a lack of foresight, a lack of knowledge, or simple fear. It is in those opportunities that you can notice massive upside. Again, I'll give you guys a specific example from my side. As a graphic designer, as an apparel designer, starting in 2015, it was very, very rare for designers to just simply create content and engaging content for the use case of attracting potential customers. What you would do as a designer is you would go out, you would approach customers, you would tell them, this is what I do, this is my portfolio, come work with me. The ask would be there immediately. But what I was doing on the flip side was I was creating tons and tons of free work, posting it automatically online, taking on free projects, building up my portfolio, building up my name in the market, and using that as a leeway or as a segue into acquiring paid business. Back in 2015, that was completely unheard of to work for free 
to go out and offer your services that are so valuable for free. This was something that no one could ever fathom. And I did this for two years, nonstop, every single day, posting free work, posting work, posting, 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 posting with zero expectation of anything in return. And this is the idea of creating what we now know as organic content. This is something that we take for granted, but back then it was quite a new concept. And this was a way of going against the conventional grade of how marketing was done in the scale of a design agency. Moving on, it is essential that you utilize influencer marketing effectively. So when it comes to influencer marketing, don't again go with what is tried and true. Going for the largest influencer, going for the one with the most amount of followers, with the largest reach may not necessarily be the best possible option for you. You need to understand the needs of your business and ultimately the needs of your customer. If your customer is interested in something that's very niche, very specific, then perhaps you would be better off by targeting an influencer that happens to have an audience that is more tailored towards your specific use case scenario. Let's just say you're creating a fishing performance brand and it's all about creating the best fishing gear possible. Then offering that same influencer position to George Clooney may not make sense. Sure, George Clooney most likely will be seen by more, more people than your influencer or your traditional fish influencer. But the target audience that is watching someone like George Clooney, I don't know why I'm using George Clooney, maybe because I'm just old and I'm getting senile, but George Clooney is the first person I think about. Side note, fishing may not be the best possible type of person to influence that audience that you wish to go ahead and buy from your products. And it's a horrible return on your investment. Let's just say you pay George Clooney a million dollars and you end up getting $100,000 in sales, right? Because you reach X amount of people who just so happen to be into fishing. You may not have that $1 million to begin with. On the flip side, let's just go, you go for average Joe who has 20,000 influencers or 20,000 followers on Instagram. He's extremely engaging. He is creating content on a day-to-day -day basis all about fishing. Well, that $10,000 that you put towards average Joe fishing company is going to do much more from a return on investment standpoint than investing that same $10,000 into George Clooney. Next up, I implore you to leverage user generated content. This is going to be authentic and organic content that is made by the people that use and buy your products. Why is this something that you want to do? When it comes to the type of content you promote on your social media, you always want it to match your brand image, brand aesthetic. You want it to be the most beautiful, the most fashionable. You want it to be the most professional. And yes, there is a time and place for curating the type of content that you put onto social media. But user-generated content that tends to have a little bit more of an amateurish feel does two core things. Number one, it builds up trust in your brand because others can see real examples of human beings that have actually gone ahead and purchased from your brand. Two, it creates a sense of community. People want to see other people in the clothing that they wish to purchase. They want to feel as if they are part of something bigger than themselves, as if they are part of the tribe and they are accepted into the tribe. When we see a variety of different faces from all walks of life in the product that we want, there's just a covetedness that it creates within us for that specific product. And this is the power of using other people's content to promote your business. At the same time, the more you have, so the more you're selling, the more content you can have. The more content you can have, the more you can push this out on social media. The more you can push this out on social media, the more unique opportunities you have for others, new people, new customers to see your content and to potentially give you a follow or even make a purchase from your website. You need to embrace sustainability and have a social responsibility 
for your marketing efforts. When it comes to the way that you promote your business and you promote your brand, especially in 2023, people want to believe that you believe in something that is larger than just that transactional idea of making money from selling a product. Yes, it's important and it's a fundamental part of any business to make money. But people, especially nowadays, want to know that this consumerism is not for nothing. They want to know that there is a purpose, there's a mission, there's something bigger there than just the purchase of clothing. You need to be clear with what your goals are, identify your values, identify what you're trying to achieve from your business, and align a sustainable and a social cause that makes sense for your business. Let's use a specific example. Let's just say that you're a hunting gear company. It would not make sense for you to say protect the animals if you're a hunter gear company, but it may make sense to say protect the forests by which we get to enjoy our hunting passion or our love of being outdoors. So you're still going for a social cause, but now you're going for a social cause that makes more sense with where and how your brand is aligned. When it comes to marketing, you need to understand that your customers are not simply numbers on a screen. Each and every single one of the customers, each and every single one of the people that engage with your marketing content is an individual human being with their own life's path, their own thoughts, their own emotions, their own trigger points. You have to treat them as such. You need to be able to personalize your marketing efforts as tightly as possible in order to get through to each and every single individual that follows you, that engages with your content. There's a variety of tools to allow you to do this at scale. But as much as possible, try to personalize your responses, personalize your campaigns, segment your audiences, whether it's through Facebook ads or running through Google ads. Understand your target customer, understand who your customer avatar is and speak to them. Speak to them not only from a commercial standpoint, but understand them deep down. What are the problems they face? Who are they? What are their thoughts? What are their ambitions? How can your product play a core part in their pursuit of their life's purpose? Last but not least, Always be willing to explore immersive technologies in your marketing efforts, whether this is through virtual reality or whether this is through augmented reality. You need to be able to immerse your customers into the products that you're offering and the brand that you're building. A really good example of this is a company like Clo. Clo's come out with a platform called Set, which allows brands to put up a virtual version of their product on their websites and allows their customers to engage with that product in 3D, not only to view it from all angles, but also to try that product on and see if the size fits them by inputting their measurements, their height, their weight into the close set platform. And this allows them to visualize and to view their product in augmented reality directly on their body. This gives them an educated decision on how this product is going to look, how it's going to fit, and if it's going to flatter them. These are some unique and innovative tools that you can use to really get ahead of the competition. And this is one of thousands of tools. All you need to do is to open up your eyes, do a little bit of research, and have the willingness to go out and to explore new opportunities for unique marketing ways.